0: Five Images with Terrifying Backstories They say a picture tells a thousand words. The images on this list, though they may look like innocent photos, also hold a deep story behind them. Some are tragic, others unbelievably disturbing. These are five images with terrifying backstories. Number five, Chris Kremers and Lizanne Froon. For Dutch nationalists, Chris Kremers and Lizanne Froon, they wanted their trip to Panama to be a memorable one. The two girls, ages 21 and 22, arrived in the country on March 14, 2014, to study Spanish, volunteer, and go sightseeing. They headed to Boquet, Panama, a small mountain town, but it seems there was a bit of miscommunication in their arrangements, causing the girls to arrive a week early for their scheduled Spanish program. On April 1st, Kremers expressed her disappointment in a diary, saying they'll get in touch with the head teacher. They still wanted to make the most out of their trip. They had plans to go up the Panista Trail that day, and also made arrangements to hike with a local guide on April 2nd. The girls left their homestay at 10 a.m. on April 1st, 2014. The weather was great that day, so they dressed in light clothing with hiking boots the Zan had a small backpack with some essentials. The owners of the home said a neighborhood dog named Blue accompanied them on the trek as he often does with other tourists. The trail they wanted to take was around three miles up the Baru Volcano. Although winding through a mountain, the path was clearly marked and regularly used by locals like cattle herders and more. There were also no step embankments or cliffs leading to the summit. A local innkeeper said the girls asked for directions and he advised them to take a taxi and head back to town. That afternoon, the dog, Blue, returned to the homestead, but without the girls. They still didn't return the next day and their family inquired because they didn't do their usual check-in, they were finally reported missing. On April 3rd, authorities, locals and volunteers began searching for the girls on foot and by air. Their families and several detectives from the Netherlands also arrived in Panama on April 6th. A huge search followed for the next 10 days and the families even offered a $30,000 reward for their safe return. But days turned into weeks and the girls were still missing. 10 weeks after they had initially gone missing, a local woman turned in a blue backpack to authorities. She said she found it in a rice paddy around the banks of the river close to their village. Inside that backpack were all the items belonging to the girls, including two pairs of sunglasses, $83 in cash, Froon's passport, two bras, and a water bottle. They also found Froon's digital camera and the two girls' cell phones. Forensics revealed the phones had remained in service for up to 10 days after they had gone missing. In the first four days, There were 77 attempts at calling emergency numbers in the netherlands and in panama the first call was made just hours after they went hiking there was a signal at the summit of the trail but elsewhere and further the signal was spotty due to the dense jungle when the cameras were examined the first few photos were taken on april 1st it showed the girls happily exploring and taking pictures of themselves on the trail and summit what's unusual is that after the daytime photos ended, no other pictures were taken using the camera until several days later, well after they had gone missing. The next set of photos were taken in the middle of the night between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. on April 8th. It showed the girls items spread out on rocks with plastic bags, candy wrappers, mounds of dirt, a mirror, and a photo of the back of Kremer's head with supposedly blood from her temples. Police searched the area where the backpack was located and found Kremer's clothing on the edge of the river on the other side. Two months later, they found a pelvic bone and a foot that was still inside a boot. That foot belonged to Lizanne. Lizanne's foot and bones seemed to have decomposed naturally. In contrast, Kremer's bones were stark white and looked like they had been bleached. The official standing of the Panama police is that the girls got lost on the trail or were attacked by large animals. However, despite finding their remains, police still have no idea how they died. As a result, their disappearance and deaths have turned up a lot of conspiracy theories. Some suggest they were abducted and killed or that there was a third party that followed the girls to hurt them. Finally, there are also suggestions of a cover-up by Panama officials in order to protect tourism in the country. Some speculate the girls were killed and eaten by local tribesmen or were murdered by cartels or organ traffickers. Today, the case still remains a mystery. Number four, father and daughter. Ordinarily, you look at this photo and see a fun moment between a father and his daughter. The problem is, the man in the photo is no ordinary man. His name is Dennis Rader, a guy that killed more than 10 women. Despite looking like an ordinary, even upstanding citizen, Rader had a dark side. On January 15, 1974, four members of the Otero family were brutally killed in Wichita, Kansas. The victims were 38-year-old Joseph, 33-year-old Julie, and their two children, Joseph Jr., who was 9, and 11-year-old Josephine. Their bodies were found by their eldest child, Charlie, who was in 10th grade at the time. Rader had brutally killed them. In April of 1974, Rader waited inside the apartment of Catherine Bright, then stabbed and strangled her once she got home. By October, he began sending out letters. The first letter was placed between the pages of an engineering book at the Wichita Public Library where he took responsibility for the killing of the Oteros. In it, he said he will kill again and warned he will bind them, torture them, and kill them, BTK. The initials stuck and he became known as the BTK Killer. He struck again in 77, killing Shirley Van, Nancy Fox, and an unknown victim. For several years, he was quiet but began killing again in April of 85. This time, he killed his neighbor, Marine Hedge. The next year, he killed Vicki Wegerl, then his final known victim, Dolores Davis, in January of 1991. There were gaps in the times that he killed. During these years, Raider focused on his family, his education, or his work. It wasn't until 2004 when Raider surfaced after renewed interest in the Otero case. Several letters were mailed to local media outlets containing details, pictures, and even a word puzzle and an outline for a BTK story. There was also a computer disk with clues. This last item ultimately led to Raider's church where officials noticed his Jeep and security cameras where the packages had been dropped off. This led them to obtain a DNA sample from his daughter and family, later on proving Dennis Rader was indeed the BTK killer. What's unusual with Rader is not just his sadistic ways of killing but the fact he completely fooled his family and those around him. After his arrest in February of 2005, he was charged with 10 counts of murder. He pleaded guilty in 2006 and as part of his plea, he provided horrifying details about the crimes. Rader was given 10 life sentences as a result. His daughter recently published her memoir about her life with Dennis. For her, he was a father she admired without realizing the monster he truly was underneath. Number 3. Darsh Patel 22-year-old Dash Patel was a senior majoring in information technology at Rutgers University in New Jersey. On September 21st of 2014, Patel, along with four other friends, decided to go out on a hike at the Apshawa Preserve. As the group hiked the trail, they realized a black bear was stalking them. In a panic, they decided to run and split up. When police received the 911 call, the students said they were separated from their friends, but they knew that the bear was close to one of them. When police and forest rangers got to the area, they searched for over two hours before finding Patel's lifeless body. Close to the area, as if protecting its kill, the black bear was milling around. The officers tried to scare it away, but they eventually shot the bear twice, killing it. According to officers, his body had claw and bite marks. When they retrieved Patel's phone, they discovered at least five photos of the bear. Apparently, the friends saw the animal beforehand, but decided to take photos of it from what they thought was a safe distance. When the bear saw them, it decided to approach and the men decided to turn around. However, the bear closed the gap easily and the students split up and fled in a panic. Officers believe the hikers likely agitated the animal when they stopped to take photos, hence it decided to attack them. Typically, bears are shy of humans and would run away when they see one, Black bears are also much more docile than grizzlies, but experts say they are still large, strong animals that need to be respected. Police say Patel's death was a rare and unique situation. Despite a large population of black bears in New Jersey, fatal attacks are rare. There have only been a total of 60 fatal attacks all across North America in the span of a century. Number 2. Michael Gargillo Known as the Hollywood Ripper, Michael Gargillo once lived in Glenview, Illinois, before moving to Southern California in the late 90s. But before leaving his hometown, apparently he had already killed his first victim. Just six months before his 18th birthday, Gargillo attacked and killed his neighbor, 18-year-old Tricia Picassio. Tricia had left with friends on August 13, 1993 for a scavenger hunt, At 1 a.m., she left to drop off a friend before ultimately heading home. She would not make it inside. Trisha was found by her father stabbed to death on their back doorstep. Autopsies showed that she had been stabbed almost 50 times. Although Garguillo became a suspect, there was not enough evidence to link and charge him with that crime. To escape police scrutiny, he decided to move to Southern California in 1998, five years after Trisha's death. He began training to be a model and actor before working for a heating and cooling company. While here, he met 22-year-old Ashley Ellerin. She was a part-time fashion student living in the Hollywood Hills. Gargillo showed interest in her, but Ashley didn't feel the same way. She was having fun and was seeing a lot of men. Then, on February 21, 2001, Ashley was getting ready to go out on a date with actor Ashton Kutcher. But Kuchar was running late and arrived at her house at around 10.45 p.m. When he rung the doorbell, no one answered, and thinking he had been stood up, he left. The next day, Ellerin was found dead inside her apartment, right outside her bathroom. She had been stabbed 47 times in the neck, stomach, chest, and back. Kuchar, along with another man, Mark Durbin, were interviewed by police because they had been seeing Ellerin at the time of her death. Both men were cleared, though and detectives still had no clue who Gargillo was. In 2005, Gargillo moved to suburban El Monte, 20 miles from East Hollywood. While living there, he attacked his neighbor, Maria Bruno, on December 1st, 2005. Gargillo broke into her apartment complex while she was asleep and fatally stabbed her 17 times. She was a mother of two-year-old twins, as well as a four-year-old and a five-year-old. She had recently left her husband and secured her own apartment after he violently beat her. Although police looked at her husband as an initial suspect, he was eventually cleared. Maria's case went cold since there was no evidence leading to a suspect. After leaving his girlfriend and child, Gargillo headed to Santa Monica. While here, he broke into Michelle Murphy's apartment on April 28, 2008. He broke through the kitchen window Opened the front door to serve as his escape route, then headed to her bedroom. Once there, he of course began stabbing her. Murphy fought off her attacker and managed to get her feet up and kick him off her. Gargillo, also wounded in the frenzy, stumbled out of her bed and ran out of the room. Murphy, covered in blood, ran after him through the hallway as Gargillo tells her, I'm sorry, before running out of her front door. When authorities got there, they collected DNA and after several weeks they found a match Michael Gargilo. He was arrested that same day and he was later connected to the murders of Ellerin and Bruno. It would take a while before he was finally connected to the killing of Tricia Picasso, but eventually he was tried for that as well. Michael Gargilo stood trial for the murders and on October 18, 2019, The jury recommended the death penalty after hours of deliberation, but first he will be extradited to Illinois to face trial of first-degree murder for the death of Tricia Picasso. Number 1. Dalen Mok Pua It was February 27, 2015 when 18-year-old Dalen Mok Pua told his family. He was going out hiking at the famous Haiku Stairs on the island of Oahu, Hawaii. The Haiku Stairs, also known as the Stairway to Heaven, is a dangerous 3922 set of steep steps leading to the radio tower at the top of the Kalao mountain range. It was built by the United States Navy back in 1942. Technically the stairs are closed off to hikers and it's illegal to go there but most people ignore this and go up anyway. Some find it thrilling, while others just want to admire the view from the top. had decided to try his luck. He was seen on a bus headed for the stairs, while on his way he regularly posted updates on social media about his adventure. There's one photo of him on the stairs, so he definitely got there. However, after he posted this image at 11am, no one heard from him again. Poole was declared missing and a large search ensued involving volunteers, the fire department, drone operators, and even the U.S. Navy. They couldn't find any sign of him. However, two witnesses did say they heard a man shout for help the same day Poole went missing. Many believe it's possible he may have slipped and fallen off the many cliffs in the area, then got swept out to the ocean. But, when his last uploaded image was scrutinized further, they noticed something odd. At first glance, the image looks like a shot of the beautiful lush mountainside, but observers pointed out there was something or someone lurking close to a tree in the background. Closer inspection of the image shows a man crouched in the foliage as if he was hiding or lying in wait. Pua's family has pleaded for information and help in identifying the mysterious man They believe he may know what had happened to Moke, or maybe even had something to do with his death. So there were five images with terrifying backstories. These days, we snap photos without even thinking. Sometimes the images are important, but most of the time they mean nothing. What we don't realize is these photos can hold a lot of information about who we are, what we're up to, or where we are in that captured moment in time, just like all these images have shown. If you like this video, then hit the notification bell and subscribe to our channel. We have new videos coming out every week on Wednesdays and Saturdays that we know you'll want to check out. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you soon.